Assalamu alaikum, y'all. Welcome to Tay in the Water podcast, full of conversations around working with spirits, black gender, Islam, hoodoo, the end of the world, and beyond. It is not called Tay in the Water because I'm in the water while I'm recording. Ain't nobody got time for that. Here, we honor water as movement, as the spiritual realm, as balance, as giving access to restoration, feelings, dreams. We honor water as holding inner worlds, trying to keep a cool head in this ugly ass world, and really incorporating all of these different things as life practice. That is Tay in the Water. Now, welcome. Welcome to my podcast, and now we can go. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We officially beginning the show in the name of the divine, the most high, however we defining God for ourselves. Hi, y'all. Okay, so part of this summer has consisted of my ancestors and Jen trying to get me to unpack my fears around bugs and other things, but especially bugs. Now, This is relevant because I just got back from Austin, Texas. I just got in like late last night um, and spent a little bit uh, resting. And then now I'm recording this. So I was there for um, a friend, uh, a few friends, and then um, business for one week. And then, you know, it was quite quite eventful, if I'm being real with y'all. Lots that I can't talk about yet or discuss at all online. But one thing I had to share was the story about this goddamn roach. Oh my God. Okay. You know what too? Like before I even came down to Texas, I knew I was going to see a roach, but I didn't want to. I just knew it. Cause I remember even being down South years ago, staying with my great auntie, her house was so clean and so new and was still managed to find its way to come into the house, specifically the guest room that I was supposed to be staying in a roach. Because them niggas is strong and them niggas can survive anything, bitch. They be everywhere. And did you know that them niggas be taking 40 minutes to drown in some water? Oh, my God. And then I, okay, actually, I read that somewhere, so I don't know if it's actually true. But that's, you know, that's besides the point. The point is, is before I came down there, I knew I was going to see one because I had a feeling since it was down south. You know, the, you know, all the bugs be out there. All the bugs be out. You know, they got more time to, I don't know, boost their stamina and all that shit. Um, and so I just knew I was going to see one, but I was scared too. So it was either on the second or third day of me being there where what happens is late at night, like midnight, I go in the bathroom for a second to brush my teeth and I see this nigga, this roach on the floor. I said, nah, I said, uh, 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 Faith. So I ran out. I called my friend Faith in the other room. Faith was so appalled because, you know, she hadn't seen one her whole time living there. And she had been living in this nice ass university apartment for almost an entire year now. You know, even last summer, she hadn't seen one. She was like, you know, I saw other bugs. I've seen other bugs before, but I've never in my life seen like no damn roach down here. Um, And so we started scheming and asking all these questions. We was like, you know, what is we going to do? I kept telling Faith, I said, girl, I don't know about you, but I'm finna pee in a pot. I swear to God, I'm finna, I'm finna pee in a pot. Like, I don't care. And, you know, she barely hear me because she's too busy trying to figure out, like, how a roach got inside the house, especially without paying no rent. You know, so we hurried up and closed the door, and we took turns guarding the door so it ain't come out. And, you know, neither one of us had killed a roach before, so we was looking up all these tricks and shit to repel roaches and all the ways that they could die. We was like making lemon water 
and like at least lining that up by the door to try to repel them and we asked her boo thing um who lives in the same city to come and kill it and i'm over here trying to bribe through faith to come through for her to come through i said look faith tell her i will feed i will feed her because i make some real good food i will feed her not only that but i will pay her a whole ass five dollars if i got to if she come over here and handle this a whole five dollars that's her condition though um and so and there's like all this stalling that happens and eventually we realize it ain't gonna happen that the boot thing ain't coming because clearly niggas out here can't be trusted and we realize that we on our own um and like in her own refusal to come she had even said she was like you know y'all scared now but they gonna get bigger in the end times talking about the roaches and I'm like, you know, she ain't wrong. She ain't wrong, but, you know, we wasn't having it. We was not having it. Um, And so, you know, we started scheming again. For real, for real. Faith go upstairs. I'm over here on Google looking up 24-7 bug control companies in Austin. Don't none of them answer or are available. Meanwhile, Faith returned with this red bandana on her face tied to the back, her nightgown, <laughs> and gym shoes to stomp on that hoe in spirit because you know she wasn't finna touch that roach with her shoes but we both grabbed these little swiffers you know the little swiffer brooms and we had a plan the plan was to open a door and kill it ourselves as we was being forced to do and the whole time you know i would play my ancestors warrior playlist in the background so we could have some motivation and be hyped up in the process while also channeling our ancestors who was good at fighting so, and that's also a playlist y'all can find on my website under free things, by the way. Um, but anyway, so we open the goddamn door and we look at the bathroom, bathroom looking at us and we don't see the roach. So we like, oh, oh, hell no, 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 no. So we're just like, you know, where did it go though? Because we was taking, apparently we was taking too long to make a decision and figure this shit out. And, you know, my adrenaline's so high, Faith says too. And Faith asked me, she's like, you know, what do we do now? And I said, girl, we finna pray. Mm-mm, mm-mm, we finna pray. And so I start praying out loud. We, like, move over to the living room area. And I start praying out loud to our spirit teams for help. And start asking if the roach could be visible to us, but not in, like, a super surprising way, but still apparent enough so we could get it. You know, I had to be real specific because ain't nobody got time for no trolling, no ma'am. And I was like, I was like, look, <clears throat> look. I know this is a test and y'all trying to initiate us further away from our own fears and deeper into where we're supposed to be at mentally, you know, in a very prepared, defensive and offensive state. But we also need y'all to see that this is already a big step for us as people who ain't ever killed a roach before and are both scared of bugs and just to recognize that this is a huge step. You know, I stay bargaining with my spirits. I was like, I was like, you know, we understand that this is our little mission. This is our little mission and that we need to work through some things and want y'all to please make the roach visible to us in the bathroom with no huge surprises. And we will meet y'all halfway accordingly. Um, and then we said, I mean, amen, I say, and we went back to scheming. So, you know, Faith eventually got a hunch that, you know, it was the shower. She was like, you know, I think it's in the shower. I think it's in the shower. So we, we opened the door again, but this time, you know, with some more caution, because we was like, this nigga could be long gone. Um, and we used the Swiffer to open the shower curtain from the doorway and see if it's in there. But it's not. It's not fair. So it's nowhere to be seen. And I look at Faith and, you know, my adrenaline's still high. So we opened the door again. Um, 
And I'm like, I'm like, dog, I can, I can tell my spirit is trying to talk to me, but I feel like I can't listen right now. You know, we ain't got no time. And then she tells me, she's like, focus. So I said, okay. And as soon as I did, I started yawning like hell because my spirits was transitioning and moving around and becoming more present with me. And they told me where the roach was. They said to check the toilet. And I thought it might be inside, but it was right um, like behind it, kind of, like on the side of it in the corner. And it was visible. Um, and so my friend Faith, my dear friend, she started yelling. And she used that Swiffer, and she killed the shit out of that roach. She had no mercy. She had no mercy. And it was it was excellent. I was so proud. My respect for her was already high. And then I witnessed her execute this plan and this roach. Oh, my God. And I was stunned in the best way. And then she had calmed down. But the roach was still twitching even after all that. Because, you know, like I said, the niggas be surviving, bro. That's what they known for. They can survive. They can survive. Oh, my God. Um, And, yeah, like these niggas just stay cheating death. And they just resilient. Like... But anyway, Faith was like, <laughs> since it was still twitching, we was like, we don't want to take no risk. Faith was like, okay, bitch, I don't think I can hit him any longer. <laughs> and so then it became my turn, and I take off my glasses so I don't got to look at it. And I grab my Swiffer, and I finished. And that is the story of how we killed our first roach, just like last week. Um, and then we made her roommate clean it up in the morning because we did all the work he was asleep when it all happened he wouldn't wake his ass up so but yeah we made her roommate clean it up in the morning and that is the story um and one thing it was interesting too because like one thing that faith kept repeating throughout the whole process was her shock that it had never happened before and had to instead come like when I arrived but I knew damn well it was a situation that was organized by our spirits especially because we ain't never see another one again the rest of the, of the rest of my stay there you know I felt right away that we were supposed to investigate like the spiritual cause of it after assessing the physical context of the situation <clears throat> excuse me it's like this happened because our spirits knew we needed one of the same lessons um and, like, they was getting tired of us being on our bullshit, and they figured it would at least be easier for us on our uh, first time to, like, deal with it while we were together instead of apart. And, like, they were teaching us to continue trusting our intuitive intuitive abilities and our spirits to help us along the way and let them in. Because, again, it's like our spirits be packed with so many gems and tools for us, but we just got to be open to receiving it. You know, it ain't just, it ain't just like, a one-way street, you feel me? Um, and I could also tell that they wanted us to be able to energetically scan a room for danger, but also just to like know what's in it. Um, and I could feel that they wanted me to do something like that when we were looking for the roach, but I kept dismissing it because I was like, you know, I didn't think I could do that quickly or figure it out or be successful with it. But like, that is a tool that will apply to way larger levels for many of us, right? And it's like we have to be able to assess a situation ourselves and recognize like, oh, yeah, it's just a bug or, you know, insert whatever seemingly mundane thing you're dealing with. You're dealing with. Um, but also be able to ask spiritually, why did this happen? You know, why did this happen to me right now? Like, why this situation in particular? Why me or why us? You know, which is something that I've been having to ask and practice a lot especially this summer and with the help of, you know, my friends and, you know, other people I do spiritual work with too, you know, for a large variety of situations. 
questions I'm always asking, you know, because I was trained to is how, how are we letting our spirits help us and inform the choices that we make before entering into stages of warfare or like securing our physical and spiritual safety or even just securing our comfort or emotional sense of security in a space or environment. Because they wanted us to continue conquering our fears so that we can become stronger people and survive in general, but especially transitioning into the next world. And understand that we ain't got to like bugs all the time or even be friends with them niggas or whatever, but we at least can't fear them all, especially if those fears are irrational. And it's like many people who have been previously colonized, especially black peoples in the West, are supposed to be changing our relationships to food and to animals. And a lot of us already are. And one of my favorite examples that had me thinking about this was um, was my ancestors working with one of my friend's ancestors to get me to engage in traditional Chinese medicine more effectively. They were like, girl, you can't do what you're doing with this particular medicinal soup that we prescribed with regular-ass chicken from Kroger. You need <laughs> you need a black chicken, um, which is also sometimes known as ayam samani in Indonesia, which is where you can most generally find this uncommon breed of chickens. And that's the type of chicken where you can most generally... Um, or that's the type of, that's the type of chicken where like the bones are literally black and like, so is the meat, like the meat is black too. Um, but the, but the thing is, is that when my friend showed me where to buy it from, I learned that it came with the whole head and, and the, and the feet and everything. Like the chicken was just killed, plucked mostly and put in a bag and I would have to buy it like this every time when I could, um, because the medicine from it is what matters. You know, the medicine from all the bones, the marrow, all that stuff. Like, it's what matters the most. It's why you need that for the um, for, for the medicinal soup because the bones itself is medicine. And so I was really nervous, though, about touching the head and the feet and seeing this whole-ass animal on my counter. And it was a hard reminder that, you know, what I was eating was once alive, which, yes, you would be like, duh, but, like, it's like we become so desensitized to it that we consciously forget. And my friend had showed me how to cut it the first time. The second time, they uh, just gave it to me already cut because they had cut it and then they just gave it to me. Um, and then most recently, I had to cut it by myself with this beautiful, shiny cleaver that my friend just bought me. Shout out to them. But um, that first time that they had cut it, <laughs> the first time I th- that they had cut it and I stood right there, I stood right on the side of them, but I was like slightly far back because I was nervous. And they had slammed that knife on that chicken so hard. It sounded like they didn't even think it was dead yet. I was like, oh my God. And I was I was just so startled. <laughs> but they had no plans. My friend had no plans of being gentle with this chicken or easing me into it. Like they just did it how they normally did it with no issue. And I was like, I was shook. I was really shook. Um, and then eventually, you know, fast forward, you know, the time came for me to cut it by myself without my friends. Um, and I love cooking very much, mind you. I love cooking. You know, cooking is an extremely magical, sacred, and therapeutic experience for me. Sometimes I'll just set a glass of water out while I cook and invite my spirits to help me or just be present throughout it too. Like, cause I just think it's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very sacred experience and I love like inviting my spirits to be present, like to be more present in the space, even though they already there. Um, so I decided to do that and I asked them, uh, for their comfort since it was my first time cutting this bird by myself. And all my ancestors had to say was, 
well, we've done much bigger. <laughs> and they were like, we've done much bigger. And I'm like, you know, y'all so blunt. But that was like, that was them comforting me. And they was also like, girl, please. But I was like, girl, I was like, I was like, how, how y'all gonna comfort me with just this one thing? Like saying that y'all done did it before and y'all did much bigger. But you know, that's just how they is. And I was like, okay, I accept it. I accept it. And I also accept that this is a very like, um, small, like small animal compared to probably what y'all was cutting, um, and killing and things like that. So I was like, okay. Um, but it was just funny. And it's like, I eat chicken. I love chicken, but why can't I look at it in its, in its face or even its feet when it's time to cook it or eat it when it's in its natural form? You know, like, why is it so hard to unlearn the ways that capitalism has influenced our relationship to animals and food that we haven't raised ourselves? Right. And it's like, of course, a lot of us will have to start learning different methods of hunting and finding food and shit like that as time goes on and this world dies and is reborn since white people are greedy and chaotic and don't understand sustainability to any degree. Um, and so it's like we used to give animals such tender, loving care as we domesticated them, right? But now things are different and we have to constantly be reevaluating our relationships to food and understand how colonialism and capitalism have influenced us to be desensitized and not care about the animal's body or spirit of who we may be consuming, Um And it's like, especially getting further into spiritual and religious journeys where you realize basically everything and everyone is alive, including the plants and the trees and everyone has feelings and lives that are important. It can be really easy to develop the mentality of, you know, oh, I'm going to be friends with all y'all. Like, therefore, why would I kill you type shit? Um, When that's not necessarily how it should go or has to go. And also traditionally not the ways of many of our peoples. Treating other organisms we shared the earth with with care and dignity, even and especially when we eat them or must extract them, has been a part of many of our histories for a very, very, very long time. And even when we think about, like, even when we think about halal meat in Islam, if possible, the animal um, that we consume should be slaughtered in a very specific way so that the animal suffers as less as possible. And then it is also blessed. Like these are considerations that have always existed in a range of communities of color. You know, it ain't shit new. Um, And we also have to understand like how wrong the shame is once we don't give in to practices like white veganism, which is racist as hell. And like they be thinking, you know, just because they just because they out of touch with indigenous practices of mercifully caring for the animals that we eat and making sure we're not exploiting the entire world that we got to eat. We we just got to not eat animals, too. um, And then everything will be fine. Right. Like it's not like it's not like corporations and institutions need to go or anything. It's not like capitalism strategically keeps us separated from our ability to reclaim our indigenous practices and healing the world and living in better relationship with it no like never never white people white vegans especially they'd be like what like what is that what is that it's never it's never the institution's fault it's never the corporation's fault it's an individual thing if you just if you just you know don't buy plastic straws if we just don't invest in that then we gonna save the world and they don't understand shit, you know? White people are the leaders of projecting. And they need to work on it because that shit, ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. But anyway, all in all, y'all, work with your spirits. Work with your spirits um, to confront your fears, no matter how mundane they may seem. 
find the lessons and the blessings, reevaluate and reclaim your ancestral relationships to food, animals, plants, and other creatures and, and um, other organisms that we share this planet with. You know, I do my part. You do your part, especially if you want to make it. It's also okay if you don't. So with that being said, may the rest of your week go smoothly. May you be free of any danger and support it in all that you may be trying to achieve this week. Assalamu alaikum, may peace be upon y'all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace be upon you as well as the mercy and blessings of the divine and our elevated spirits. First off, do not forget to give ratings, subscribe, and also share this podcast. Y'all gotta share the podcast, okay? Secondly, for any of you interested in one of my primary lines of work, Energy Healing Divinations is a service that consists of helping to restore balance to your spiritual and physical bodies, receiving messages or data from the spirits and creatures who advocate on your behalf, as well as reconnecting with ancestors and pre-colonial traditions. For clarity, this is not Reiki. These are performed under a different license and procedure aligned with my bloodlines and spirits that I walk with. Sliding scale is available for this hour and a half long service if you ain't white. For more information, go to tayloramarlittle.com. You can also continue supporting me by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash controversial That is for monthly donations with the amount being of your choice. You can pay me or go to tell your white friends too, as you should. My Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal are all also on my website. You cannot miss it. Visit tayloramarlittle.com to learn about all other services, products, or written articles. Once again, my name is Tay. Thank you for listening and have a black ass day, y'all.